Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about re-rolling perks in Destiny 2. Some people think that that is coming to the game, and I wanted to talk about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. There's a link below, twitch.tv slash rage. Click that link and come hang out with us. Uh, and thank you so much for hitting like and subscribe and following the Twitch channel whenever you're watching these videos. So why are we talking about re-rolling perks? If, if you're not familiar with it, I'm going to walk you through the history of re-rolling perks in this video. I'm going to talk about when it first showed up in the game. It showed up in a couple of different ways. I got a bit of a history lesson uh, the other day in a Q&A session because I actually forgot about when it first showed up. It showed up in three different ways in Destiny 1. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why all of a sudden are people saying we're going to be able to re-roll perks. I'm also going to be talking about why I think re-rolling is bad. If you're familiar with my content, I have been very, very vocal over the years about how re-rolling guns specifically is a bad thing. It's not good for the game and people are looking at a lot of the stuff we've been doing in the game recently. Ada Bounty's Chalice, uh, if you remember the Forge with Osiris and saying, oh, it'd be cool if something came like like that came back and we could re-roll guns. I'm going to do my best in this video to talk about why that's not a good feature for the game and why we should never go down that path ever again and I want to I want to do that in this video so first we're going to talk about the rune table and the five-year video the vid doc or whatever they mentioned their five-year plan uh, in the video that they put on YouTube and Twitter and all that they mentioned a rune table and that's what started this entire conversation over again because of an because of a phrasing that Luke Smith used I'm gonna quote that to you today and really show that that's not what he's talking about he's not talking about re-rolling secondly I'm gonna talk about re-rolling is bad and lastly I want to talk about the value of RNG the value of random drops and random rolls on guns and why RNG has a value okay so the rune table so if you go watch that 10 minute video that is a you know the the vid doc vi doc whatever the frick you want to call it and they go through like their five-year plan when they're in the part of the video about the deepening the you know the deeper player experience luke smith mentions the rune table and he says if you don't like the role that you get you can go back and here are the two paired phrases that he uses he says you can build rewards and if you don't like the role you get you can go back and make more okay so make more is attached to build rewards so you are going to build another gun just like with the chalice you forge another gun ada bounties you grind for another gun same idea if you're making another one at the rune table you will be making another gun you are not taking an existing gun and just re-rolling the perks with grinded materials now i know somebody might say isn't that basically the same though you're going to go grind for the mats and go shove them in to the table i think the difference here would be i believe we're going to be grabbing bounties from the rune tables where you make the gun gun drops don't like the roll do it again it'll be more similar to the ada bounty grind than the the forge from osiris i don't think you're gonna be like going to it and like plugging in the resources i think you're gonna be doing whatever it is with the, with the bounty to forge the weapon all right many people interpret this as re-rolling rewards re-rolling guns and they were like they were really excited they like wanted re-roll to come back to the game they like the idea of re-roll i know sometimes people give me grief about how i want re-rolling armor to come back because of how it was in wrath of the machine i'm going to talk about that in just a second i do not think luke meant that and i think if he was going to say re-rolling is coming back to the game he would have said that. He would have said, a lot of folks remember re-rolling from House of Wolves, or a lot of folks remember re-rolling armor from Wrath of the Machine. We're bringing back that with the rune table. And I, I don't think he's I don't think he's saying that. He's making it very clear, you are building a reward, and then you're making another one, okay? Secondly, 
why am I talking about this? Why is re-rolling bad? I want to talk about why re-rolling is bad because I think this is a really important factor of where we're going. Loot investment, if you watch my, my video on perks needing an update, I talked about how we could still chase god rolls but then invest in those perks. And the reason I talk about that is you don't want the armor 2.0 system to infect the entire game where we're basically crafting guns, but you also don't want it to have it be just just a, a, a breath shy of being crafting where you're just re-rolling in the tower and standing there, you know, plugging resources in. And this is why I think it's bad. Let's go through the history here. The first time re-rolling shows up in the game, it shows up during Dark Below with Iron Banner weapons, okay? I wasn't even aware of this because at the time, during during Dark Below, I did not play Iron Banner. They then extended the ability for you to re-roll weapons to basically everything in the game in House of Wolves. So in House of Wolves, you could literally just stand in the tower and just plug I don't even know what the resources were it might have been most of light I can't remember you just plugged resources into the gun I I did this for a dry rot standing in the tower I got one dry rot to drop and I just stood in the tower and re-rolled it for probably 20 minutes until I got the quote unquote god roll and I remember it being the most non-exciting most boring loot pursuit I've ever gotten in Destiny 1. I don't it's it's only memorable because it was bad. It wasn't a good memory, it wasn't a fond memory. It wasn't the first time I got Fatebringer, a Vision of Confluence or Vexmith the Class or Galahorn or when I finally got my Imago loop that I wanted. It wasn't it wasn't like that. It's 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 a sour memory, okay? Why is it a sour memory, okay? First and foremost, Bungie seems to agree with me here. They took rerolling out of the game for weapons they only brought it back in one context wrath of the machine armor that required you to run the activity to get those fragments and if you were re-rolling armor you weren't able to make the keys to open the chest so it was a shared currency it wasn't really easy you had to really be running the raid an awful lot and to a certain extent it was no different than just continuing to get extra gloves to drop or extra whatever to drop and it was contained within the raid itself and that's why I don't think it was that big of a deal and again Bungie seems to agree with me they left re-rolling in the game with with Wrath or they brought it back with Wrath and they did not extend it to guns they only had it on the armor itself and well the Wrath weapons were, were static rolls but still you they didn't bring it back in any other way and so I think Bungie tends to agree with me the reason I think this is a problem it is the enemy of enjoying the grind You're, during the grind this is the enemy of enjoying the grind. Now people are like, well, I enjoy it. Just just bear with me, okay? When you're grinding for the breakneck and you know you got to play 40 Gambit matches, every single Gambit match has zero loot excitement, zero loot intrigue. You are merely checking a box. More games, more games, more games. Get the breakneck. If you would have gotten a quest or a breakneck you know, rune finder or something, and while you're playing Gambit, the breakneck is dropping, and you're always checking the rolls. The end of every Gambit match is exciting. It motivates you to want to play another one in a healthy way, not in a gotta do 20 more. It's, dude, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. This one's pretty close. Whenever the loot is dropping like that, it triggers something in your brain psychologically. At a psychological level, this is really, really helping your engagement with the game. And that is why, if you remember breakneck grind or any of these other grinds where you're just doing it quantitatively re-rolling gear is no different I'm going to run this activity to get a pile of resources once I have enough resources I'm just going to keep pushing the button on this gun 
So the entire time you're grinding for those resources, there's no chance for anything to drop. There's no, your brain is not engaged. There's no dopamine, nothing. You're just grinding. And I know people are going to disagree and say, but Lono, I enjoy that. Okay. But if you've been playing Destiny for the last five years, I feel like you also enjoy just like chasing guns and having guns drop. I don't know if anybody could argue, no, it's not exciting when the gun I'm looking for drops. It's not exciting when the role I'm looking for drops. That's not exciting. I really just don't think anybody could say that with a straight face with the way that Destiny has been structured. And if you don't like that, you're sort of grading against loot-based games. Loot-based games are about grinding for loot, not grinding for materials. Materials are part of the process, which is why I argue for a hybrid system, grind for the god roll, invest in the god roll to make the perks better, everybody kind of gets what they want you know the investment the material grind without having it be so transactional where you just put in enough time and get the god roll or stand in the tower and make one by holding down a button so lastly let's talk about rng's value the value of random drops random rolls why is that a value especially when intermingled with intentionality The psychological influence of a chance to get something just cannot be ignored. You cannot understate that. It has an enormous value for keeping people playing. So from a business standpoint, it's good to have that in your game. That's why all the gambling that's coming out in games for packs and microtransactions are so worrisome because they're preying on that mentality. They're preying on that susceptibility to there's a chance I'm going to keep trying. There's, you know, the addictive properties of that. So when it's woven into your game, play and you're playing chance playing chance playing chance I have fond memories of those raids and those activities because the entire time I'm in there I'm having a an emotional experience a psychological experience instead of punching a time card I need to run 20 more strikes I need to run 20 more gambit games there's something psychological that happens to you that creates deeper bonds of loyalty and deeper bonds of commitment to the game breakneck grind is the best example to go to and remember how you don't have fond memories now you didn't enjoy gambit but it wouldn't have been as painful if every time a gambit game ended you would have been like you know what there's a chance i might get the gun that i want i think we can have both god roll chase and investment and the real path forward is generosity paired with intentionality that is better than re-rolling gear you're asking for too much of one thing intentionality is good re-rolling gear and crafting guns that's too much intentionality okay too much generosity would be bad too i don't want 50 guns to drop from a raid boss like in borderlands and i comb over looking for the role that i want you know what i'm saying i don't want to comb over 50 raid guns at the end of a raid too much generosity and too much intentionality would change the fabric of this game you don't want raid bosses looking like borderlands and you don't want crafting and re-rolling you're going off too far in one direction i believe intentionality and generosity in equal parts can keep the game balanced and keep people committed in playing and that's far better than re-rolling as always there will not be a q a session to follow this talk if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about re-rolling perks. We took a little bit of a break in the Q&A to watch this trailer that's running right next to me, the launch trailer for Shadowkeep. So I decided to break up the Q&A so this could follow my re-rolling perks video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage, probably live right now. Click the link below in the description to come hang out with us. We're going to start plowing right back through these questions again. The Enchanter's Table says, 
since most people have a 160 speed Sparrow, do you think they should just make all Sparrows 160 or 16? <laughs> you chopped off your zero there. Yeah, they should slow them all down to 16. No, I, there's a couple things I think they need to standardize with Sparrows. Number one, they should all be 160. Number two, they should all do their quick their quick spawn. They should just all, all quick spawn. Quick summon should be a default perk on all Sparrows. They should all be 160. And then we could enjoy some of the other perks, you know, stunt ones or, or different things that you get on them. I don't even know what some of them are. You know, loading your guns or whatever the frick um so i would i would say that they they need to standardize sparrows in that regard standardize sparrows make them so hey if you're gonna run a sparrow it's 160 quick spawn 100 um also somebody in chat saying it i mean maybe we could do an entire talk on this I, i don't know if this is worthy of a whole video this might be a good staggered video uh so let me write this down we're trying to come up with staggered videos that are just like more generic advice about the game uh so we'll do a, a, a sparrows question mark so we got health yeah definitely the health seems odd uh 160 and then i'll put quick spawn uh we could maybe do an entire an entire talk on that i don't know that might be really stretching it to try to get a 10 minute video out of sparrows but i definitely think you could afford to give sparrows a standard 160 insta spawn and then increase their health they seem to like freaking blow up as soon as you get shot which is kind of annoying Trey Sniper. What do you think about vendors having specific perks? Uh, vendors having specific perks, I I don't know if I would like that. I, I don't want gear to come from a vendor. I don't want to go to the tower and buy something from a vendor. Now, if you want me to get an earnable season rank that allows me to then, uh, you know, after I get the season rank, I can then go buy a ornament or a shader or a sparrow or a ghost you know um i i don't know i would think that that would be better than going and like buying i don't want to go buy something from a vendor whenever they were rolling guns at the end of d1 and we were all checking the vendor rolls each week that to me is not the best version of destiny that's not the best timeline for destiny i think a better timeline for destiny is one where we're out in the game pursuing loot not like making the rounds on Tuesday in the tower to see who got a god roll or who didn't. That just, I don't know, that's kind of boring to me. But the hardcore players are never short on currency. So the danger, there's always that danger of being like, yeah, go ahead, man. You can just freaking buy the god roll whenever just whenever it shows up in the tower. Uh, Lewitt says, what do you think of having multiple mods on weapons similar to how activity mods on armor work now without the activity part? I wouldn't mind seeing them say, hey, let's add uh, a seasonal slot or an activity slot on guns. I think that'd be pretty fun. The danger there would be if you make, again, if you round out guns too perfectly, what makes them get unseated in your loadout would be my main concern. So maybe there's a seasonal slot for the weapon in that season. And then next season, if you want to get a new gun and that new seasonal slot, you would need to. You know what I mean? It would say, this is season 8 slot on this gun. So the gun's still great, the gun's still god roll, but that little teeny, like, extra little bump capstone thing, you wouldn't have as a, as a push towards the new guns or something. People might not like that, but there's gotta be something kind of shoving you towards other loot, and that could be a soft way of doing it, where it's, it's completely extra and not necessary, and you still have god roll weapons. Sin Veritas says... 
How do you think they can rework Dragonfly and Explosive Rounds without the crit damage and the nerf to Explosive Rounds they seem to need a rework? Yeah, I mean, Explosive Rounds could get a little a little bit of a treatment, uh, and so could Dragonfly. These both seem kind of weak. Those, I think, I feel like those perks fall in line with what I said about how Elemental Perks could, could be where a lot of the creativity is, where a lot of the depth is, and... And that's and I thought I don't know if you can get there without bringing down Rampage and Outlaw. Rampage and Outlaw are so strong. Rampage especially is so strong because it's just a generic blanket buff. And because of that, I think what you end up with is nobody really wants to run anything else. And if you could lower Rampage a little bit, personally, I wouldn't be. I'd be okay if they deleted delete Rampage and then give us other perks that influence damage in different ways so that you're buffing your body damage I'm buffing my crit damage I'm buffing my elemental damage you're buffing whatever um, just to give some diversity there um, so with regards to explosive rounds and dragonfly I would put them in that container over here of like elemental style perks that need help as opposed to just always running um, rampage outlaw rampage outlaw or anything, Rapid Hit, Outlaw, and Feeding Frenzy are all in the same category. Rapid Hit, Feeding Frenzy, and Outlaw are all one and the same. I just keep saying Outlaw, okay? Rampage and Kill Clip, they're in the same category, right? They're in the same category, you're just buffing your damage, so. Irish Roger. My example of the grenade gun earlier may not have been the best. What about perks like a void gun that creates a mini black hole every three crit shot or arc where if you shoot three different enemies, it creates a chain between them. Yeah, I mean, this is right out of my videos. Like, I've said this numerous times and people always accuse me of like, oh, that's an exotic. I've always said, you know, give me intrinsic perks where if I land enough body shots, my next mag is incendiary rounds, like damage over time. Uh, I've said the chain lightning thing before. I've talked about creating a, uh, a singularity effect where if I do enough body shots, a void on this guy, it creates a singularity and it pulls a bunch of enemies in and causes like a mini explosion, like you're saying, like a black hole. These, I, ironically, these perks are like right out of my videos. Like maybe you just absorbed it and didn't realize it, but I've outlined the singularity effect for void, the chain lightning, and then the damage over time for solar. I've outlined that numerous times as like you could do that to certain, you know, guns where. You know, and chain lightning is on Zalo, so that's not really that's not really that hard to come up with. I just continue to say miniature versions of that I think would be good and doing something with your gun that creates an advantage. It's one thing to like, oh, if you hit headshots, you get lots of damage. It's another thing to be like you're saying, shoot three different enemies and it creates that 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 now you're playing differently. Why on earth would you do that? Bam, bam, bam. Why are you going for three body shots? Well, because if I get three body shots, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna get more damage, right? I'm gonna get more damage on the, uh, on the enemies around, right? Um, Jedi mind trick with two months. Welcome back. Holy crap! Twenty four hour maintenance on Monday. Oh, they're bringing Destiny off for twenty four hours on Monday. Oh wow. We'll have to. Uh, we'll get a lot of conversations in, I guess. Um. So, yeah. Maverick8 with the next question. Why would Bungie show us Trials armor in the trailer after saying, 
find the armor look you want from the mega list of currently available Destiny 2 armor in the Director's Cut Part 2. Okay, so there's a lot of theories floating around about the Trials armor in this trailer, so I'm going to probably do a separate video about the trailer and just comment on it. Uh, We'll probably do that tomorrow. And I'll throw in my theory now, but my theory is the base level Trials armor from Year 1 Destiny 2 will be awarded as an ornamental set if you play enough right there that was the clip um it's the first armor set that they show you i think it'll be an ornamental set that gets awarded to you if you play enough crucible abs and i know people are like well what about the people that grinded for the trials armor i think that armor is far enough behind us that that wouldn't be that big of a deal i think they want to motivate those trials players to go into crucible abs because they want to hear their feedback and i think the ornamental set for flawless would still be not kind of like just handed out like candy astrid with 30 months thank you uh i appreciate that welcome back so I would I would think I would think that that would be the way that they would want to take it. Um, we could probably boot up the game and check out the reset stuff too while we're uh, while we're waiting. Um, so in 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 my in my mind, I know people might be like, that's dumb. Like, you know, why why would we why would we why would you let us why would you give away trials armor that we worked for, you know? I don't know. Preload is available on Steam according to Cosmo. Okay. So you can preload Shadowkeep. What about the entire game of Destiny? Shadowkeep is a DLC. Uh, you know, is preload going to be for all of D2? Are we going to have to wait? Like, how is preload going to work on Tuesday when I want to boot up and play uh, out of out of Steam? It's 80 gig on Steam. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go, chat. Uh... Trip the Millipede, thank you for four months. Welcome back. Uh, gain additional infamy rank points. Okay, so reset just happened, and um, has that light always been up there like that? What is that up above tra- the Traveler in between Mercury and, and Venus? Has that always been up there like that? I guess that's just for the sun. Uh, let's see. Insight Terminus, Inverted Spire, Will of the Thousands. Those are our, those are our Nightfalls. Modifiers are Arc, Blackout Grenadier. And when you go into Reckoning, if you feel like going for it, uh, Reckoning is Arc Singe Heavyweight. So they've gotten rid of the negative uh, negative modifiers, such as Arc Heavyweight. So I guess take in your your uh, whatever the frick, um, your Ward Cliffs, and have a ball. Um, yeah. So, and Flashpoint is... I don't understand. Is it which one is it? Is it Mars or is it the Dreaming City? Oh, Dreaming City always has that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dreaming City always has it. So it's Mars, Mars Flashpoint. There you go. Um, I we could go see if there's any Vex on Mars while we're carving through these questions because I was speculating that they might be bringing some Vex stuff to the game uh, to like precip like to proceed the uh, the invasions and stuff tropic yeti uh says do you think we will actually see a member of the veil and shadow keep or just influence on the moon not really sure a lot of people have speculated are we going to see the veil or the veil showing up i think they're coming later i don't think they're coming now uh that would be in my mind i don't know i think I, that would feel weird to suddenly have veil in the game right now it seems like the nightmares are the main kind of thing going on um 
and that's gonna come maybe from the darkness or from I don't know maybe something veil is like a new enemy type from that I think they're holding on till uh, next 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 game would be uh, my thought so this public event on Mars I, I'm not I'm not seeing any I'm not seeing any vex uh, in the area so uh do you think we'll actually see a member of the veil? Okay, that's that. That's that question. Next question is from Dabata. What are you most looking forward to in Shadowkeep? Uh, probably just new weapons, hoping for new perks. I usually like to chase the the weapons uh, the most. Uh, you can only farm for Warden's Law in the Nightfall. My pushback on the year one players had to grind for the Trials Armor is that if Armor 2.0 launches, the Trials Armor will be useless because it isn't coming forward. So it would make sense to let them, for them to be able to use, get the and wear the armor at least visually. Right, and if Trials eventually does come back, you would have it come back with a new armor set. So, see if the extra boss is Vex. Where? In Escalation Protocol? That would be really weird to just randomly start running Escalation Protocol. Oh, the extra boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that shows up on the pub. Mars is going to be really hard to test some of that because Mars is constantly having EP getting activated by people. So, solid fat man with eight months of subs. Welcome back. Um... I thought it was free. Can you speculate on what smooth barrel gun with the square? Oh, yeah. People are thinking that's a raid weapon. They said from the looks of the pictures, it's a raid weapon. That auto rifle in the trailer. Uh, so, Fire Knight, is this... Oh, what? So, Fire Knight, is this a way to make the elemental weapons more impactful rather than just shield popping? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, the Fire Knight they're showing in the trailer? I'm, I, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Gee says, has there been any mention of the Vanguard Pinnacle weapon yet? No, there has not. Uh, 13x Gaming, do you think that they will be increasing the number of deliberate ways you can earn loot that the grind will ever become less satisfying? Well, no. This is what you're going to do in Destiny. You're going to find a content loop, and when you find a content loop, that content loop is then where you kind of spend your time. And as long as loot is dropping in that content loop, you're kind of being satisfied by a couple of things. You like popping your super. You like being in Destiny. You like shooting enemies. And because you like those things, I would think that, you know, you would you would enjoy running through stuff as long as it's new and as long as the loot is new. If the if the if the encounters and the engagements are new and the loot is new, that's usually what keeps you going. And I would think that that you're never going to be like, "Oh, this is less satisfying." You're always going to get to a point where you're like, "Oh man, I've kind of burned out or oh man, I need to take a break." I think that's true in any game. I don't think your expectation should be that you're going to be playing Destiny for forever, every single day, at all times. You're always going to have those little breaks that you're going to take uh, because, you know, that is, that is, I think, natural. And honestly, I think that's probably healthy in the gaming world. More people should probably take on that, you know, idea. Pikachu, could that new shotgun be the drop from the new Nightfalls? Here's what I think you're seeing in this trailer. Number one, they're not showing them, but we have seen the Vex offensive weapons. There are four weapons in Vex offensive, according to Luke Smith, and we saw four weapons on that one bungee post, and they were covered in like the vines and the moss, and they were the they look like like reskin weapons from 
um, Osiris's Forge. I think that's what those four weapons are, um, and they're covered in like moss, just like the just like the armor, and just like the Vex are covered in moss. Number two, you see weapons that have like the little Eris Morn symbols on them, and they glow red when you're near nightmares, and you forge those with Eris Morn. I believe you will forge those on the rune table. Uh, number three, nightmare hunts. I believe the nightmare hunts are the going to have the weapons that we're seeing that almost look like King's Fall weapons. They're like spiky, like really weird. You see them right here in the crucible you'll see him use this shotgun i believe those come from nightmare hunts and then we've already seen the raid weapons the raid weapons are or, or like ornate looking with like what like the line the the light up line decorations on them so that's what i think the the weapon pools are and i think we have enough visual cues in the game to make that prediction like in the trailers and stuff the uh zamalka says or Z Malaka says, should you be able to combine perks from different copies of the same gun? Say you have a near God roll and you want to take the barrel or the trait and copy and replace it at the cost of materials. I definitely think that the best thing to do typically is that you would say generosity and intentionality are functioning at a high enough level that you don't really feel the need to do that. You're chasing another one over and over and over again. I think that's a better uh, system that's more in line with destiny um so i hope you're wrong the dungeon deserves loot i'm not going to disagree with you saying that the dungeon deserves loot however i think dungeons typically have different types of loot and so that would be kind of out of step to suddenly have weapons dropping in the dungeon i wouldn't be opposed to that but since nightmare hunts are a new grind with i'm assuming their own weapon pool their own loot pool it makes more sense to show us that as opposed to dungeon loot in my mind Although the dungeon's very spiky, so you might be right. And they're using the shotgun in the dungeon right there. Very red, very spiky looking. So you could be right. Maybe they're finally putting a loot pool in the dungeon and nightmare hunts aren't going to have a loot pool. I don't know why you would run a nightmare hunt, though. Uh, that'd be kind of weird. Splataw. Any thoughts on new elementals for primaries? Maybe something like the damage caused by Thorn? Yeah, I, whole, my whole talk on... Um, you know wanting wanting us to return to you know that that system was in my talk about perks need an update and i talk about elemental primaries we need to return to elemental primaries elemental primaries like in d1 uh not like we have now where they where like whoa slipped on my chair where you don't want to like have like a oh it's it's an energy weapon so you lose crit bonus that's kind of lame right like uh that, that makes it feel a little less strong uh, I think true elemental primaries need to return to the game. The only thing an elemental primary does is pop a shield. Like it's not that it, there's not that much going on. Uh, lead potato aim. More of a thought uh, than a suggestion. Take year one legendaries and allow you to gain a random perk. Keep barrel, second column, third column uh, for seven enhancement cores. Rework year seven, two legendaries for the same cost, but everything rerolls. No, I don't like rerolling. Uh, Shinobius Prime. Do you foresee Necrochasm making a return for Shadowkeep? I think the hidden exotic quest will be the Vex Mythoclast in this uh, in this season. Uh, it's Vex in its theme. It looks a lot like the Vex stuff they're showing us, the armor and everything. I think there will be a hidden quest like we got for the Outbreak Perfected and the Whisper of the Worm, and I believe that quest will lead to the Vex Mythoclast. That's my theory. Uh... That's my that's my guess. So that's where I'm I'm kind of landing on that. I, I don't know. Necrochasm could obviously be in there, um, 
but I think Vex Mythoclass makes more sense since even the armor and the the armor and the guns seem more inspired by the Vex that I think the season being Vex inspired would make me say they're going to do Vex Mythoclass hidden weapon because if you're wanting to do the Necrochasm, they could hide that in the dungeon, they could do that another time, they could do that another season where the Hive's more of a central theme. The Hive's not really a central theme, the Nightmares are the central theme. So I would think Necrochasm would wait for another season. Not that the season particularly points to the weapon, but that's just kind of how I'm basing my theory. Um, also, here, what are the best few weapons to get before Shadowkeep? Uh, an Ostringer from... A really good roll on an Ostringer would be good. Trying to get the Ikelos shotgun from Escalation Protocol would be good. There's probably a handful of exotics you could go for, just for the fun of it. Although exotic quests might help you out once it launches. Um, Prometheus, would you have an issue with the ability to reroll one perk per gun? So if you have four out of five, the god roll won't be wrecked by RNG. No, and see, I'm gonna, th- this is why you're you aren't gonna win me over. So you, I would stop trying. <laughs> you're not gonna win me over. Rerolling is bad for gun pursuit. I will continue to say if generosity and intentionality are both working in tandem, that is the best recipe for loot pursuit in Destiny. You erode loot pursuit if cuz think about what you're doing. If you just need a good roll and then you can change it into a god roll with materials, you're killing grind. Oh, all I gotta do is all I gotta do is get a good roll, just one good roll, and I can re-roll. I can re-roll that other perk. Now, re-rolling masterwork, I'm okay with. That's not the gun roll. Honestly, I think that's fine. I think selecting the masterwork on an item is totally fine, in my opinion. That's like armor 2.0. That's you saying, well, this is a hand cannon. I want range. This is an auto rifle. I want stability. Whatever the frick you want, you should be able to pick that. But being able to pick the roll or influence the roll of the gun. I'm telling you, you're not going to win me over. Again, generosity and intentionality working in tandem. You don't need that, like, let me re-roll that one perk. I just, I don't think people see far enough down the road when they start asking for this stuff. Because as soon as you said, man, let me re-roll just one perk. Ay, yeah, but then all you need is a good roll. You don't need a god roll. Then you're you're getting good rolls more, more often, honestly. And then you make a god roll, and then you're done. That kills grind. So, um, solid fat man. Should they use the menagerie to turn year one weapons on a weekly rotation? No, I think you could have them in their split in their places in Leviathan and Escalation Protocol from the planets, you could definitely do that. You know, so when it's the flashpoint, you could be going for those weapons on that planet. Um, so I don't think I don't think you want to throw everything in Menagerie. Uh, when do you think seasonal activities like Menagerie will be removed from Destiny? I don't think they will. Menagerie is not considered a seasonal activity in the way that Vex Offensive is. That's a new concept. I do not think they will retroactively apply that concept to past content because people would get very angry. They would say, and I think their anger would be a little misplaced if they did it like a year from now. I'd be like, are you really playing Menagerie? Really? But people would say, now wait a minute. I bought that content and you didn't tell me it was going to get retired. Right now when you buy Shadowkeep or when you buy Season of Dawn, you know you're spending money on something that has a piece of it that gets rotated. So when you spend $10 on Season of Dawn, you are an informed consumer. You know there's an activity that'll be introduced, it'll be part of a story, it'll be resolved, it'll go away. 
I don't think they can start reaching into the past and being like, yep, goodbye Reckoning, yep, goodbye Blind Well. I don't think they can do that, because that's stuff that, like, you bought it and you had no idea that that was even a possibility. Now that you know the possibility, as an informed consumer, you may not like it, but at least when you spend your money, you've been informed about what you're buying. And I think it's fine. I think the new style of rotating an activity is totally fine. Uh, and I think people will probably just get accustomed to it. And I know people are like, well, we shouldn't accept this. We should push back. Like, we're, we're letting Bungie kind of lull us to sleep here. And they're, let, they're doing stuff that I don't like. Well, I... To a certain extent, the game has to evolve within the frameworks and technological limitations of the game itself and the engine, as well as the, as well as the frickin' limitations of the old consoles themselves. I mean, you have to be honest about the fact that the old consoles are, at this point, they're very, very outdated, and that has to be considered. Uh, there has to be considered in this, in this, the grand scheme of things. So. Not a bad little short Q&A to tack on to the re-rolling perks. We can keep talking and watching the trailer and discussing and theorizing uh, and seeing if there's any Vex in the game after reset. I was kind of hoping maybe maybe stuff will start dropping like Forsaken did. We could we could go and see. There wasn't an update for the game, so it's probably unlikely. Uh, but if you're here and you've enjoyed this interactive podcast, the interactive radio style stream, I'm going to keep streaming and talking to you. So don't go anywhere and click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. And if you're listening to this in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.